G'day partners, welcome to the deep dive powered by puntingform.com.au to sectional database, pistol users, who looks like Michael Hutchinson, <laughs> I use, and even Matthew Ricks, who joins us from Kiramar Racing. Uh, this is a bit of a moment for everyone, and particularly people who grew up in the Southern Shire, Rixie and I, um, <laughs> come from God's country, the birthplace of modern Australia. Rixie, welcome to the show, how are you? Thanks, Dico. Yeah, uh, really well. Uh, I've been doing my best for the last 10 years to get away from the Shire, but uh, can't, deny, can't deny that's that's uh, that's where I grew up and still a lot of great great people there. Uh, but yeah, thanks for having me. Great to be here. It's a little bit like the racing industry and I'm sure like sort of how you must feel at times when you go back to the Shire, like time passes but not a lot changes. And I suppose that's what you're fighting to, to influence at, at the biggest stable in the country. They've empowered you and, and Josh and a bigger team to use data to make better decisions, I guess, as a business. Would that be a fair thing to say? Uh, absolutely. Before before I touch on the data, though, you've just reminded me, I had a bit of a, um, a bring moment in Woolies yesterday down in Melbourne, <laughs> I was, in Port Melbourne. I was thinking, how good is it, like underrated aspect of moving to Melbourne, how good is it not bumping into people that you just knew growing up, oh, like yeah. that you don't want to talk to? Like and I'd never have that problem in Melbourne, and it's so good. And I'm I live I moved back to the Shire for a year, and just like it's not like just awkward tension. Like I don't know, maybe it's maybe it's my no. Yeah, well, you, you are like Rixie's a data analyst. Like he loves data, so he's obviously like Josh, who people watch the mailbag. No, a very deep thinker can overanalyze from time to time. But I know what you yeah. mean. Like you might duck up to the shops and just want to get milk and bread, and all of a sudden. Oh fuck! There's knackers. I played yeah, yeah. ten years ago. I don't want to be rude, but I, I just want to get the milk and bread. My missus should have got it, but she didn't, and I just want to get in and out. Exactly. And the Shire, everyone knows everyone. So like, you might you might only it might be a real brief connection, but yeah, it's just it's no good. So anyway, sorry, I digress. But further yeah. though, to your background. So while we're talking about, it, it's not like pure data, and it's certainly not horse racing. From from what I understand, it's a enormous and just a little fyi to anyone out there the pod pod one of the worst names to find on twitter so you can clarify what it is but it's worth finding because it's a really interesting pod on super coach and rugby league which is your background yeah a bit niche the old super coach rugby league but yeah we've got a new podcast the uh the point of difference pod uh the nrl sc pod pod on twitter for anyone who wants to check it out um yeah so my background's all wagering so i've 15 years in wagering at uh, a few different uh, few different corporate bookmakers and I punted as well full-time for a couple of years, still love punting. Um, and the opportunity came up with Kieran to come and do something a little bit different, so implement a data strategy for his business. And obviously there's some really clear um, similarities across wagering and, and horse racing and um, and yeah, and it's working working really well. I'm really enjoying the different kind of challenge um, and bringing some kind of different different thinking to a, an industry which I think was in you know it still is in desperate need of it. So um, you know it's the empowerment from Kieran to hire guys like me and and as you mentioned Josh and um, we got some really smart young sports scientists in the team as well, Katrina and Romy who do a great job analysing all the data. They're horse people, genuine horse people who understand the animals much better than, than me or Josh could. So, yeah, it's a great little team we're building. And, and I think, you know, it was a really watershed moment on Saturday, you know, for not just our team, but the whole whole business with Hitotsu running so well, first up over a mile and and, and as well winning um, was just a great day. It very so, much feels like a like a footy club. Like we, we get a glimpse of it at the sales and we got a glimpse of it on Saturday. You know, there was uh, Katrina and a bunch of them 
uh, Kate, I don't know the other names, but there's a, a stack of uh, Ma staff who were there enjoying the day. But God, it's like a footy club to me. Like I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if sooner or later there's a fines night every Thursday sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's very much a, a pretty closely knit team. Um, there's obviously the the stable staff as well, who, who who you know we get to go and see quite often. But then the the team behind the scenes running the bloodstock, the data, the marketing. Um, you know, Kieran's you know Kieran's slowly kind of build, building a bit of an empire here. You know, I think it's it'll probably put a few people's noses out of the joint, but it's exciting to be a part of. Rixie, you're talking about Saturday being a watershed moment. How does it work from your point of view with the data in terms of previewing a race and reviewing the meeting? So what's your split generally in terms of how you're analysing data? So the, the race performance stuff is probably something that we're still progressing and haven't you know, really landed yet in terms of how we implement that in the day-to-day. So um, we, we generally do a review on about Tuesday or Wednesday for the week prior. So we'll look at all the data will go through how the races were run, how suited our horses were and how well they performed. So probably something traditional is the team would look at, you know, results. So first, second, third, in a whatever class of race, and then think about where they might want to progress to next. So we're trying to cut through a bit of that kind of just general bias and contextualize the races a bit better. Um, but, you know, it's, it's very much a day-to-day thing. Like we've got horses running every day. So it's, you know, there'll be, there'll be morning calls, for acceptances and, you know, we know them everywhere, not free times in Victoria. So, um, yeah, just generally chat through, uh, you know, the racing managers do a great job placing the horses and we'll, you know, we'll generally just say, okay, well, uh, this is how the horse profiles distance-wise. This is the data we've got from its races, from its um, training and its uh, and its genetic tests. So try to figure out where the best place. Usually it's, it's pretty obvious um, and we're obviously trying to split our horses as well. So it's 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 not so much a um a big you know team overview of the performance, but then we kind of Josh and I will uh, sort of phase the the conversation towards the, the data as the week goes on and and uh, blend it into conversations. Which is scary of how well you guys are going, and and in my opinion, Josh is the smartest person I've met in horse racing, and to have him like just working his little ass off for you guys is just going to I think bring massive massive rewards for you as a team. Um. Further to that, the market hated Hatotsu, but as you said, it's a watershed moment. I think it's more of a watershed moment because no horse, not many horse, maybe two others or three others have done the Derby guineas, but you could tell that the, it was against the traditional way of thinking. The horse was fought more forward internally than it probably would have been. I, I My gut feels is, is because of a push from the data team or the sports science team or something like that, and Kieran spoke to that a bit. Is that sort of why it's a big thing the the horse was the horse was flying and like you didn't need the data to see that the guy like the the buzz around the stable around the horse was was um, obvious um but the big thing was so katrina who i mentioned earlier she's been tracked she loves hitotsu and she'd been tracking the data from last prep to this prep and obviously he'd come out and won the derby everything was great uh, but this prep, he'd come back even better. Um, and all his recovery from his trainings was improved. Um, his gallops were, he'd broken, he'd broken the, the track record for our gallops up at Ballarat. Um, you know, we've got some pretty sophisticated data that we use there in terms of the GPS. So we've got finishing line marks. So we know every, all the trainings are really comparable. And it was just blowing everything out of the water we'd ever seen. But not only on that, as I mentioned, the recovery was so good that we knew the horse was so fit. 
So we knew that he was going to run well. I had zero doubt about that. There's obviously concerns a mile first up. Uh, not so much first up because, as I said, we knew he'd be fit, but a mile, is that too short? The quality of the field, like it was just such a deep race with, you know, the the Ramwick guineas had fallen away a bit. Um, and, and yeah, and we were just – so there was no concern. I think that that was probably more to do with the, the drift, where he was going to get to from barrier one. Um, it's it's, so. it's like from a punting point of view, like we were punters. It's it's fucking amazing. Like he's gone, he's drifted ten percent in this market. He's comfortably now the best horse in this race. If you didn't already think that, and you guys internally pretty much were saying you knew that, mm. he's gone four eighty to eight fifty, and but lightsabers run out of the ground. It's enormous performance to sit where it sat and do what it did. <laughs> like it's yeah, the yeah, market I, has I, no idea basically or, or how to profile these. Like generational superstars. That's, that's my a, sort of takeaway. It, it had a fair idea in the derby on him. That, 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 that was the complete opposite. <laughs> and which, which I was trying to tell Katrina this pre-race. <laughs> like, it's, well, it's John Allen inside draws, which I don't love. But now, sorry, John, you you are good at it now. You're like Johnson now this. But in the derby, it was eights into fours and pissed in. Mm. So I'm saying, Katrina, the market knew that time, and now they're saying maybe not today. Well, I think the, the distance was, was right, the, and I was wrong the, again. The distance was the big thing, I think, for the market. Like a mile, it does look short of its best, and that was that was my main takeaway. Like they've gone like I don't know, was it like fifteen lengths to the fifteen lengths below above standard to the to the six hundred? Like that's that's right out of Atatsu's comfort zone for a mile to be going that quick. Johnny had to be really positive from barrier oh. one if he if he wanted to win the race. Well, like this is where you get to with Josh, I think, and you, you and Josh combining. He, he did the same thing in the in the Caulfield Guineas, which I think is the best form race in Australia. Animo's, I think, the best horse in Australia, and it's sacked up again. Like he's basically yeah. re- done the same figure as he did in the Caulfield Guineas, slightly less, but he's fresh first yeah. up. The, I think he's a miler to, to the way I read races. Yeah, yeah. What, what, is, that- what is the? This is the other interesting. Thing I just want to ask about was the the breeding data, or yeah. talk us through that, and what is he? Yeah, so he's so we, we get our horses tested. Every horse that comes in the stable now gets a, it's called a gene test, racing gene test, and that shows us uh, their preferred distance genetically. So there's three types. It's some, based off some research out of Ireland. It's about ten years old now, and it's it's really really good. So it tells us basically if the horse is CC, which is sprinter, CT, which is mile middle distance, and then TT, which is you're out and out stayer. So Hitotsu is a CT, so we would expect him to be, yeah, between mile up to probably like probably mile and a half, certainly at three. I think there's probably little doubt. We think that the 10 furlongs is maybe his best distance, but but who knows? Maybe he will, maybe he will show his best at a mile. And I think from a, as a stadium prospect, that would be the best result for our owners and for the stable. He is think- profiling at the moment like he's going to love the Cox Plate this year. That's, yeah, yeah, took the words out of my mouth. They're just going to have to like back him and just pray to God, Allah, Zeus, Harry Potter, every one of them that is dry next spring. Well, I don't think I think wet ground's yeah. a bit of a concern. Yeah, I think that that was really the team's big worry leading into Saturday as well. Like they were they were really concerned about the wet track, even though like he's got a really big stride length and a really short stride frequency. So you would think that that might actually be a problem. But yeah, I I, I don't know enough about this yet in terms of how suitable that is to wet tracks and whatnot. Katrina. I would tell you much better. But, yeah, like Cox Plate's the, definitely the long-term goal. He's only going to have 
maximum two more runs this prep. It's a little bit of a tricky program now for him. I don't think I want to back him up in two weeks into the All-Star Mile, but we'll, we'll wait and see. Plenty of options. Um, basically, just looking at the punting form data here, he's come back. He has just fallen short of that overall figure in the Caulfield Guineas, as Dico was alluding to. That's probably the, the peak performance that we would have seen last spring. Um, and then it's almost less limitless. We haven't seen the ceiling with this horse. But the other horse that we haven't seen the ceiling of, we saw in the last race, and she completely, utterly donkey-licked that field, was Yomps. Um, oh, how's this too? So we're up there in the members with Josh. And Piss and I have had like a personal bet that we I have mixed up, and I thought I was overpass inspirational girl into Yonce. And it basically, if Yonce won, the bet is he has to buy me a fitted suit and take me out to dinner. So it's a fair wager, and it's a painful oh, experience. You know what I mean? Like you can play it up. So I thought it was Yonce's last leg, but it wasn't. I've had um, rose quartz in there as well. You could celebrate like Yonce was the last leg. Though, oh, it was over at the four hundred. As soon as John yeah. got that little gap, it was like from up there in the PO ship cruise, which is the BRC members. It was just going to win. That acceleration at the 400 was pretty scary. Um, she keeps surprising everyone. Like, she's kind of come from nowhere. She hadn't even had a start this time, I think, nine months ago. Inside, outside, different patterns, different shapes. It was like Mario Kart when you go through those, like, little arrows and, like, it yeah. gapped them. The the, the data has, hasn't, like, the race data, I don't think, has been that strong for her. And she kind of keeps getting doubted as she's kind of going up in grade. But... I don't know. Whoever the big players on the totes are, they never ever miss her. She's she's two fifty yeah. best toad on a on a three dollar SP again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the thing I've always liked about her, and I was I think I was more bullish than Dicko was on the previous show, but she's beaten the class benchmark now in four of her five starts. Her last start, she beat the class benchmark by over four lengths. She cleared it by again over four lengths there on Saturday. Um, you know that was a benchmark eighty four. Looks destined for black type next start as long as she just maintains what she's doing. So, again, like, real exciting. Can't wait to see which races that the, the team ends up aiming her at over the coming month or so. I think from a punter's point of view, which is why I wanted to get Rixie on, this horse is grey. It greys you up. It's deep into a prep, first prep. It's John Allen inside draw. It's inside. It's going to be rails and run race nine, and it's pissing with rain, like on a Thursday, Friday. And, and I think... I'm starting to get my head around it, and that's why I want to get Rixie on. You can have a bit more confidence the, the more you understand the systems that are in place at, at CMR, like Kieran Ma Racing, so that they're not forcing this, that there's data saying the horse is still capable of running, like decent rain. Yeah. It's not just like, oh, I'll give another go. It's it's going through 16 filters before it's accepted, and, and I, I think that gives you confidence as a punter. And it's, it's still – it's a big – like, like Rixie would be dealing with every day, it's a big change from the norm. So even as a punter, it's hard to sort of get your head around from time to time. But I think it's the future. Yeah. the, I mean, it's it's pretty well known that Kieran likes, Kieran and Dave like to space the horse's runs. And that's not, you know, a prevailing, you know, level of thinking that from most trainers. But like you say, beyond that, um, we've got, we've got, data on all their gallops so we know if they're starting to to trail off and if they are then they go out like there's you know mm. decent rain's a great example she's been great all the way through she's a bit of an iron filly not too many three-year-old fillies have preparations like hers um but yeah yonce's yonce's been doing everything right at home she's she keeps getting better wet tracks they were really excited to get her on a wet track and basically the wetter the better they're thinking so she'll go to sydney now probably the emancipation and then potentially to the Coolmore Legacy. So, you know, 
based on what we saw on Saturday, you'd have to think it doesn't look like the mare's grade up there is super strong up to a mile. So we'll, um, yeah, we'll go up there with a bit of confidence. Beautiful. I think that, I think we've, we've stolen yeah. that up for long enough. That yeah. was really, really insightful. Thanks for coming on. And um, anything else you want to leave us with? Uh, no, no, no. That's that's about it. Uh, there's there's one we got coming up, uh, Little Smokey, up at the Echuca Cup. We'll be tackling next. Uh, little little old guy called Reserve Street. He's a seven year old. That's right. I'll be about, uh, I'll be just about even on that horse. He's uh he's he's going to be fit and firing first up. I don't. He's he's come back from you know he was up in Northern Territory. He had three starts up there. So I might have uh, backed that horse when Aaron Purcell trained it for six months. Seriously. That's yeah, how long yeah. it's been going for. He's only seven. I thought he was ten, but um, <laughs> <laughs> just keep an eye out. He's going to the Etude Cup with unanimous. They'll both run well. Uh, the exceeds cool. filler we bought. You 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 tip her strongly. You know I like her. You know I like her. We spoke Good. about we spoke about the sales. To push very much, data, man. And just one more time, get your pens out. Get your pens out. Okay. The the name of the the. the the Twitter handle for this podcast, which is worth listening to, if you want to get into a bit of rugby league, Hugba League Super Coach. So it's at NRL SC Pod Pod on Twitter. Uh, we're called the Pod Pod. There should be enough. If you search the Pod Pod, you should be able to find it. No, it's it. tough. I'm telling you. I've, <laughs> I've yeah. tried. I tried yesterday. Yeah. Uh, expect to see team sheets this week too. Yeah, team list Tuesday, uh, tomorrow. So big week. Big week for work. Big week for Super Coach. Uh, not sure the wife will be too happy. Rugby <laughs> legs back. I oh, know I've have, I've got to go and price all the games as well. So it's, <laughs> haven't even thought about that yet. Just can't can't get away from it. No, no. there's no off season, is there, Rixie? There is not. <laughs> all right, thanks, man. Great guys, cheers. Very very insightful stuff there from. Uh, Good shy boy, uh, Rixie. So, um, yeah, plenty to learn, plenty to uh, take in. Uh, I think it's a fascinating sort of operation overall, don't you? Oh, it makes you, especially for me coming from WA, geez, there's a fair gap between what Kieran Ma Racing's doing and what you would necessarily see in WA. So the difference between the uh, the best and the rest, it's uh, pretty sizable by the looks. Punning form too. So um, full credit to them, full credit to punning form. Exactly. And full credit to us for uh, belting them out of the park on Saturday at Flemington, Peter. Let's go through now and gently Dutch rudder and bubble bath as we review <laughs> the data uh, from what was a glorious day at Flemington. And um, so good to have you back. And Josh and Jack, what a fucking fun day it was for the yeah, boys. Absolutely. Jeez, um, just there. G- given that Ascot was uh, under lock and key, I'm so happy that I was there at Flemington. <laughs> just to rub mm. it into all the other yard watchers there in WA. It's uh, it's worth worth coming over for the next couple of weeks, that's for sure. Let's kick off in race two. Crystal yep. Pegasus pissed in, gapped him. Um, the second horse was all right too. The Ollie Road, whatever it was. Crystal Pegasus, I think, like a group benchmark figure now. It's, it's certainly progressing in that direction. How good do you think it is? Um, I, I'd still want to see it improve again before you can really start to get excited about it in some of the bigger races just looking at it on tight it's not your traditional staying type as such is it yeah no it's more like a 400 meter horse yeah like a like that um good wind horse 
and Redkirk Warrior for Hayes, that sort of type, like a mm. big athletic thing. But um, it ate up this, this distance. Um, I thought that the tempo was solid enough. Like, it, it definitely stays. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be overbet that next start from from a punter's point of view. Yep. Race three, what what in the hell happened here? The, the sectionals run by uh, Mick D on Rose Courts and also Linda Meach on Imperial Lad were exactly what you'd expect from Linda Meach. Mm. Fucking perfection, which means it's very, very hard to run from, run on from last, which is what Bermudez did and pissed in. This is a horse by Tavistock, which was doing its best work over a mile last prep. Freshened, Maroney, Oliver. It shouldn't have been able to do what it did off that tempo. Rose Course should have won this race. I think wins this race sort of 29 times out of 30 when the race has run the way it was, which is that increasing yep. sectionals the whole way home except for the last 200. And, and we're sitting just outside lead. Um, I don't know what you do with Bermudez. I, I feel like it's done this a couple of times and sort of says, hey, I am really, really good, and then flattens off a bit. You? Yeah, I mean, this is the, the biggest figure. It's posted first up and by quite a, quite a way, uh, and over 1,200. So fascinating to see what the placement of this horse is going forward. You know, you'd think going up towards a mile, that looks like it will be its strike zone, but... Yeah, surprising. Last prep, off 100 days, this was off 60 days or something, it was first up 400 metres and it started 650 and, and we backed Hickok and it knocked us off. It was mm. one of the great rides Ollie at sale on a Sunday or something. It was fucking like... Oh, very grey, very, very grey. It kicked off a 400 metres the previous start at Pakenham, the previous prep. Yeah. Like really, really hard horse to to price, um, but the wins very, very impressive. Not just to the eye, but massively more so to the to the clock. Uh, Anna Visto, Pete, and race three. Big boy, oh, big boy numbers. Absolutely. Full credit to us for backing Vespertine, who's <laughs> like never going to run as good as it did on Saturday again, and but we didn't get paid. Um, ran into Anna Visto, who I think everyone sort of. I think most people think it's a pretty good horse. Mm. Didn't think it was this good, but um, Jamie Carr gets the most out of it, I reckon. I think she's the the rider for Ana Visto. Any thoughts, this horse? Had a bit more condition on than I have seen previously. Not that I've seen it, you know, every start that it's had, but looked really strong, wasn't too carried away, but absolutely just flogged him. And it's and an fucking, enormous figure. Fucking, flog, fucking yeah. flogged him. Yeah. Like, top of the straight, I thought, well, they've gone pretty hard here. I reckon we're home. Yeah. And Jackson confirmed the same. I think you did. I think Josh did. Like post race, we all sort of admitted that we like half crowed it mentally. Yeah. Because there's nothing coming. It's like nothing was going to come and get Vespertine. So all we had to do was run past Anavista. Well, we didn't. Uh, it's a PB by sort of just under three lengths. First up, it ran into Turreth last up. First up, who's a proper horse too. Uh, it won second up. It was a very, very impressive preparation last prep. You'd imagine it's in for a bigger one this time. Like it ran into, it, it ran third at the end of it last preparation of Flying Mascot, who won a group race the other day. Still a star, economical, 
when it probably it knocked off economical pissed in that day we backed it but Tarath it's a very nice horse I think out of yeah. this though I, I think it can be followed out of the race anything else uh, not so much but she and Yance both four year old mares both very very good horses <laughs> very good horses I, I think out of the race there's one run that's worth just putting into your black book or especially into your literal black book on your puninform.com.au database which you all should have it's quantum mechanic i think another price kent junior horse mm. it wasn't suited the way the race was run it was way too far back it was the third best performance from the 600 to the 400 and the second best from the four to the two in the race you look at the wide starter on your punting form stuff the the leader sort of sat second the second horse sat third the, fir- the third horse led you know the quantum mechanic was near last year it was a big performance i think and i it's a horse I sort of fall into a fair bit, but yeah. beat six lengths, but the, I think a little bit better than that looked. Quantum Mechanic can win next two starts. Yep. Race five, P-Stop, I think this is a short race. Full credit twice for back and overpass. Anything else? No. Overall figure's not very, not much chop, is it? Grand, grand final race. Yeah, just did what to do. Overpass is still a cult, but um, that's about all I took yeah. out of that race. Um, well... The tempo of the blamey was a disgrace. I wouldn't say it was a disgrace, but I didn't necessarily have Mr. Brightside leading, but I don't think anything else really wanted to lead either. And it, in the you end, don't think. <laughs> what's 17 Obviously. lengths slow to the 600 is just, I mean, what do you even take out of this race? That's yes, a class the, figure, and yeah. that's a disgraceful figure. Like, yeah. And there's nothing, I, I couldn't help myself. But I'm just I'm, I'm excited about racing at the moment, so I clicked onto the stewards report just to have a little little bow peep. <laughs> Not even a mention. Nope. It's it's almost dangerous how slow they went. Um, it grazed me up completely about the the strength of the race moving forward. Yeah. Um, Jackson said that Zaki looked ten times better in the yard than it did at its previous start. It's certainly to our, or to my eye looked. Impressive. It's a monster, and it was very, isn't it? very scary. Yeah. Like sort of, because we were heavily on inspirational girl. Um, Brightside was, ride was was brilliant. I thought inspirational girl. I think it was completely blessed in run, rails in run. As was Zaki, um, and it's only just got there, but they've absolutely hooned home because they've gone mm. so slow. I don't know what to make of. Banker's Choice, who was the fastest last 6-4 and 2 of the day. But it's a disgraceful tempo, so you should almost sort of cut it out and go to the second one if it comes from a different race. And then, yeah, your horse, Mr. Brightside, I, I thought the same thing. Like one, one away. Max one away, though. Got close. Yeah, but compared with the the other two rivals, Inspirational Girl and Zaki, as soon as I saw him, I was like, well, oh, he's not winning today. <laughs> Not against those two. If, if that wasn't enough, he went 17 lengths slow to the class, <laughs> to the 600, just to make sure he couldn't win. Um, I think from a punting point of view, he's the one headed towards, I think he's headed towards an all-star mile. Yeah, he is. So, uh, Mr. Brightside went 13 13.08. 13.16, the 1,200 to the 1,000. 13.08, the 10 to the 8. 13, 1, 6, 8 to the 6. So disgracefully slow, but full credit to Willow for maintaining the same like, <laughs> slowness. Then 
all of a sudden he just dropped it back to second gear from fifth and went 10.96 from the 600 to the 400. It's a good, good little that's acceleration. Bad. That's there. very, 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 very bad. Yeah. That's panicking, isn't it? I don't know. If you get the races on, just having a barrier trial. Eleven two eight four to the two, eleven seven eight. The last furlong. So, um, not suited badly. Um, I think the one that they'll miss now in the market, and I think the one from the yard can improve, and from a, a race shape point of view, has to improve. Yeah. I think Mr. Rightside uh, sets up really nicely. All right. So we've already mentioned Hitotsu there coming out of the Guineas. Lightsaber, well, I mean, has had no luck at all so far this preparation. Oh, either of we. We backed it last yeah. start. It, if I could scratch at the gates, it would have pissed in off this performance. Absolutely pissed in. Shits me. Yep. What a what a fucking brave run. What a full credit moods. Mm. Dart smoking, bucket hat wearing, forex swilling, big operator that he is. This horse was a big training performance, I thought. Um, full credit, Kevy Corstens, Bonza Perla. It was winning until it stopped. Um. <laughs> fuck. Pinstripe. Fuck. It should have pissed in. You think? I think I think I think it deserved to win the race. It was in the worst part of the track. It was poor. Like if you look at the race shape, like Bonds of Pearls run on and then Pinstripe. The rest of them are sort of there or thereabouts. The winner and the second horse was Coffin and behind Coffin rails in run. Uh, I don't agree I, that I, it's I, winning though. I think Lightsaber and Hitotsu both have that serious core field guineas previous big figure that you can come back to and rely on. They're both SP'd basically the same on that day. Whereas Pinstriped is still we're still just finding its way through up against some of these these bigger boys. No, I think that's fair. That's fair. Uh, but if, if you back Pinstripe, you're entitled to spew. Like it's just not capable of doing what it, what it was asked to do. Like mm. the it's in, it's in, increased its sectional by like over half a second as it's got to the t- the twelve to the thousand, and it's running. 11.64, then it's in, improved to 11.52, 11.64, 11.38. Like, therefore, that's 800 metres of very, very fucking fast work. Yep. And like you said, it's not, it's right, it's not Winks. It didn't SP $5 in a fucking Caulfield Guineas. It didn't SP $5 and be steamed in a Derby. Mm. So it's entitled to sort of slow down anyway. And it was still hooning versus the race. Yep. I think Pinstripe's a legitimately very, very, very good horse. Like a really good horse. Okay. So what do you think of Profondo? What do you do with Profondo? Oh, three wide, no cover. Like if, if you backed it, you know, yeah, look for a better setup next start. Go yeah, three wide, no cover, serious tempo. Look, I know it's been beaten eight and a half, but first up, like there's there's enough genuine queries there to suggest that, you know, you you have to trust that SP, don't you? Yeah. Yeah, I think you do. But I, I, I certainly wouldn't back it, but you've got to trust it. Yep. Miakovic, this is almost a bit, this has almost turned a really good day into a bit of a shit day when Brooklyn Hustle sort of hooned late. <laughs> I was just waffling around. I don't remember what I was doing. We got to the yard a bit after you guys said, geez, what's two? And you were like, nah. No. <laughs> it's, it's two. It's Brooklyn Hustle. 
So we uh, we shouldered arms and it it sprouted wings, as Matt Hill says, didn't it? Yeah, well, I was I was a little bit shitty at this race. I've had something on all banter and went again in run when Willow's taken it to the inside lane because I thought, oh, look, you know, just given the way the circle races are playing, this might be very well the best ground. And uh, Milliver's sort of just sat at its girth basically the entire race and they only really got going very late. Only very late. Um, and Matthew Hill, bless his cotton socks, it was a tough race to call, but he, he really didn't. Uh, have too much of an idea late there, did he? No, um, well, you, you, like this is just impossible. Yeah. These ones, but like, what the first eight across the line have been within one point one lengths. Yeah. So, uh, do you think that sort of means be very careful of this race moving forward? Um, it's interesting, isn't it? Usually, I stay clear of these bunch finishes, but the very fast tempo counters that to a certain degree, and they've all performed in a pretty solid figure. Um, I reckon there's a few out of this that you could probably roll with going back to a, a more suitable race. I think there's some here. So say like Brooklyn Hustle was pretty good last winter in Queensland, mm. for example. Like it looks like it's fucking airborne to me. The way the way it walked and looked and it was glowing and then that performance. Um, I think Sword of Mercy is a, is a really nice horse. Just needs to find the right race. Delana ride it every time. Maybe back to Caulfield. It's it's won a few races at Caulfield, but yeah, the bunch finish scares me. If I get a big price about one of them, though, I won't be afraid to sort of pull the trigger. It was an express pass just sensational first up? Yeah, hard horse <laughs> to catch. That it kept finding as well. Like it looked like it was never getting there, and it's been beaten point three of a length. And those are some yeah. fat numbers, especially over the last two. Um, it's real strong figure first up. Yeah, I, I don't have a great profile on the horse in terms of where its best track and distance is, but I'd say be you know, Flemington down the straight once more. I'll be following that. Oh, I think he's a horse though that, like deep deep into a prepar- like a career now. Mm. Nick Ryan's somehow improving it. Found the keys to the horse. Like it opened up last prep at Flemington, ran third again. Uh, over eleven hundred on a thousand to 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 mow deer. Yeah, then it lost its sand down a zipping boy. By the end of the prep, it was knocking off Bella Nipatina at Mooney Valley. You know, and ran six to Quantico. Yeah, in that fat fat figure race, remember? Yep. So, I think you could argue both ways here. This horse might be sort of in for a decent preparation. Expect I expect it's over bet though. That's fair. Race nine, Yons, we spoke about how good it was. Um, it heads to Sydney, we're told, or his favourite head to Sydney. Um, I thought there's nothing else in this race that sort of stood out. Um, luckily, this horse will go to Sydney, so they won't have to ever race it again this prep because nothing in this race will ever beat Yons again. <laughs> All right, very good. Horse head. to follow. Horse to follow. Oh, horse to follow. Um, From the yard for you. There were some real impressive ones. I, I was very taken with It's Me. Jeez, that's a nice type. Um, mm. They would have paid nothing for that too. Yeah. So full credit to him. Hitotsu, I thought, paraded really well. It was very forward. But I thought it had improvement to come. I think it only has to hold that, improve a little bit. Jeez, it's a nice animal as well. 
big difference being over here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, I think you can follow Pinstripe. I wouldn't want to see it backed up too quickly, but um, the All-Star mile would, would confuse me as from a betting point of view. It'd be price pending. Yep. I think Mr. Brightside will be the bet there, price pending. I, haven't even, I don't know what the market is. I'm just saying the way that the market reacts to what has happened this week, which is a key lead-up reference. Um, and I, I really like Quantum Mechanic. For the yep. next two starts, you'll get a good price both times. Just bet Quantum Mechanic. For sure. Good week ahead, though. Um, Hillside Wednesday, you've got Packham Kilmore Thursday, Cranny Bendigo Friday. So, Bendigo Friday, um, Super Saturday, Flemington. That's actually really, really big. Like, that's Ooh. a lot of betting going to be had. So, mm. like, Kilmore Maidens, Packham doesn't exist, basically. <laughs> basically, none are good. So, Thursday night's off. <laughs> Um, but Cranbourne and Bendigo could be sort of, you know, 16 races of betting there on a Friday. <laughs> Echuca Maiden Sunday, Flemington, we're back. Do we, uh, and does the punter expect to see you present at um, Ladbrokes Park, Sandown? I would be leaning more in favour of the negative <laughs> than the positive. Uh, it's Just... twilight too, so you'll get home about like, 9.30, you catch a train. <laughs> It'll be all right because Ascot will still be going at the same time, so it'll be fine. But uh, I'm I'm pretty sure the, uh, the if anybody sun... out there is watching and wants to um, drive pistol to and from from the, um, <laughs> the leafy uh, South Yarra sort of area, um, just catch him somewhere around the tan there, pick him <laughs> up and drop him off on Wednesday. Um, Get in touch. He won't respond, so just uh, get in touch with me on Twitter. Well, I'll sort that out. Uh, I hope you guys have a really, really enjoyable week. Um, we've got, I don't know how much, but some left, a tiny amount left in Wolf Point, which is a two-year-old mm-hmm. ready to go by speed that is going to be trained by Michael Costa on the Gold Coast. We'll just hopefully floods p- pending um, zip across the, um, the border there and pinch some bobs. And we've also got a uh, exceeding Excel filly with uh, maybe 20% left. I'm not sure. Um, that's going to be trained by Kiramar and Dave Oostus. PDS is out. If you want to have a look at it and you want to get involved and secure your spot to race one with us, uh, email bloodstock at the mailbag.com.au. Bye for now.